0: One main thing that women who thrive, even in particularly tough times, know and live into is the understanding that while it might be physically impossible to be in two places at once, it's actually entirely normal and appropriate to be feeling more than one way at once. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe, hear your own wisdom, and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It's your gal, Carly, and today it's a really important episode. This is our one-year anniversary episode, and I'm going to be real in case you haven't noticed. Maybe this is the first time you're listening in. I am just not good at playing it cool. I'm not. (laughs) I can't help it. If you ever look at my social media, the photos of me with friends or with my nephews, I've got the biggest, dorkiest grin on my face, and I always think about The Beatles song, Hey Jude, there's a line in there that's something like, when we play it cool, we just make the world a little colder. So expect to be warmed up because my sense of joy and enthusiasm for what we have created together over the past year, helping women rise into their best careers, health, and relationships is a cause for celebration in a really major way so we've got number things to celebrate like the fact that this will be our 53rd episode or the fact that more than 12,000 downloads of the podcast have happened in more than 20 countries But what those numbers really represent is women deciding to show up for themselves. It's you. It's the moments where you're in the car or you're in the shower or you're going for a walk or you're doing something around the house. And you're tuning in perhaps to this episode as a vehicle for tuning in to your own best wisdom. Now, you might have heard me say before that women are just not given enough time to digest what's happening in real time. We're expected to go from one thing to the next to the next. And part of what has allowed my company to do well is that when everyone else is being loud and fancy and fast and doing the most, we just go deep and intentional we root ourselves in very simple pragmatic practices and relationships that are thoughtful and give us life so that rather than needing to do all the things and spreading ourselves out by trying to do everything perfectly, we just pick a few main things to focus on and we do those things deep and on purpose and that has always led to extraordinary results. Now, one of the things you might have heard me mention is that one way that we slow down intentionally is we have this culmination process that we do every month where we stop and we look at what's been working and what we might do differently moving forward. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be like. We are going to culminate on some of the richest, most important moments that have happened in these one-on-one conversations between me and you over the past year here on Messy Magnificent. What you're going to hear are some hand-selected key moments that explain the key insights that women who have what we call the big three, thriving career, health, and relationships at the same time, well, these are things that they know and live into. So you know how when we have our podcast pajama parties, we call them kind of our gathering of wits and wisdom. That is exactly what this is going to be like. These are going to be the short, sweet, life-giving bites of nourishment that I hope you'll keep in your back mental pocket throughout the day so that you can pull them out when you are ready to make some small but meaningful upgrades to your day. Now, before we dive in, I've got to do my favorite part of the show, which is the shout out. And today's shout out, We're going to the people that make this show possible. So I want to send some love out there to Ashley Tuff in England, who is our audio producer, to Hans Andreas in Thailand, who does all the graphics for the show, to Sarah Pablimsky. She is our copywriter. She does all the show notes from Minnesota. And for Aaron Chakan, who is also a copywriter, who helped put these particular episodes together and will be working with us moving forward. And then, of course, Ginny Saraswati. Ginny is the producer of the Messy and Magnificent podcast. Her home base is New York City by way of Australia, by way of Sri Lanka, and she has such a powerful way of helping women elevate their voice. And for your work, everybody over at Ginny Media, we are so thankful for you. And I would be skipping a couple big people if I also didn't mention Ellen Casey Boyd. She is our head of Sisterhood Scheduling and Systems. Isn't that just the coolest job title ever? And what that means is that Ellen does all of the scheduling for the guests who are here on the show. She embraced them. She makes sure they have everything that they need to be able to join us. And then we've also got Anita Martin. She's our social media maven in New York City who's been helping us start to get things up on our social media in such a way that I can focus more time on the content and interacting with you live on social media while she schedules the posts. Now, what I love about our team here is we've got such a variance of different life experience, different ages, different relationship styles, different skin colors, different gender identities, but we all have one main common purpose. We love meaningful human connection, and it has been such an incredibly special joy to watch the types of connection that we've all been getting to have as a result of this podcast. And you are a big part of that. So know that I'm holding you in my head and my heart as we plan every episode. All right, let's talk specifically about what we're going to share in some of our clips today. Now, one main thing that women who thrive, even in particularly tough times, know and live into is the understanding that while it might be physically impossible to be in two places at once, it's actually entirely normal and appropriate to be feeling more than one way at once. See, you are not fragments. You are all of it. Meaning women who thrive understand that it's possible to feel more than one sensation or emotion at once. You might feel guilty and excited about something. You might feel energetic and exhausted. And it is more than okay to feel both messy and magnificent at the same time. Not only do you not have to choose between which of these parts you're going to pay attention to, it's actually incredibly expansive for us as humans to realize that we are capable of feeling and experiencing a broad and full spectrum of sensations. And checking in with yourself is extra important to be able to give yourself, A, the permission to feel it all. And in times of overload or stress, especially if you're feeling extra of that right now related to COVID or some of the other things happening politically and globally, revisiting this clip from episode one is the perfect place for us to start. Here is the word that changes everything the word that helps us reach pinnacles of success and then sustain them without having to work around the clock. Ready? You know this word. It's and. And. A-N-D, as in messy and magnificent. Now let me tell you what I mean and why this word is such a big deal. Years ago I was on my, I don't know, third or fourth tour with Little Wayne. Here I am. In one city, I can't even remember which one, and it's one of those nights where everybody's gone into the club, and there was a new man on this particular tour. He was a professional skate coach named Adam, and we were becoming fast friends. I had no idea in that moment that one day we would fall in love and plan to marry each other. Here we were on this very night before we even knew we had a crush on each other, and we're just buddies sitting on the sofa. And everybody else was like weaving their way through the paparazzi outside the bus to get into the club, to party in the VIP section, somewhere where they'd be roped off and isolated. And instead, we each up a blanket from our racks, and we went to opposite ends of the really long, super tacky red leather sofa that spans the whole distance of the living room on the tour bus. And we stretched out, and we were silent for a moment. And I said to Adam, so, how's your first tour going so far? And without missing a beat, he said something like, I'm exhausted and this is one of the best experiences of my life. Did you catch that? In that moment, he explained to me that there were parts of him that were tired or run down or overwhelmed and that there were parts that simultaneously were great. It was an and kind of moment. It wasn't an either or, it was a both. Both parts of what he said were true. He was exhausted. Heck, so was I. And he was able to soak up the magic that was happening around him. He was both. He wasn't fragments of experiences or emotions. He was all of it. Now, when I heard him say this, this awareness that I could be more than one thing at once really sunk in for me. It meant, oh yeah, I can be missing my friends and family that I haven't seen for months because I've been on this tour and still be getting to see all these cities that I might not have ever seen before. I could be unsure about what my next professional steps would be and I could be enjoying the views through the window this is why I love that and method, because we get to be true to what's challenging and still continue to rise upward. All right, now let's take a beat here and talk about my favorite B word for a second boundaries. Now, Here's something that I wish I knew so much sooner, both as a coach, but also frankly, just as a human woman on the planet. It turns out that it doesn't matter how good our intentions are, how great our plan is, or even how good our support system is. If we don't have the time to get to the things that we care about, no amount of good planning matters. And the number one thing that prevents us from having the time we need to get to what it is we value is not having the boundaries to do that. So if you know that you're capable of doing good things, but you feel frustrated, perhaps secretly, because everybody else celebrates you for what a good job you're doing, you feel frustrated because you know you're capable of more, well, then it might be time for us to have a chat about the architecture of a boundary. See, boundaries are not a wall. Boundaries are a bridge. By the time we need to implement a boundary, it's because there already is a wall between us and another party or us and something else. We are on the same planet and yet we're operating as if we're in two different worlds. And so we create boundaries as a way of reconnecting first ourselves to what we value and then also extending the opportunity for somebody else to get back on the same page of expectations that we have. So here are a few things that women who have great boundaries already know and live into. We are the first generations in the history of the world for women who want to have that big three at the same time, thriving career, health, and relationships. And we are paving the path as we go. We are the pioneers on this road, figuring it out together, right? There are three specific things that women with healthy boundaries already know, These are things that they live into. And so this is the foundation upon which the steps we're about to cover are really based upon. So the foundation or pillar number one underneath boundaries is they trust the hunch that they are made to do something meaningful with their life and career. And then they protect that hunch like a mother bear does her cubs. Or like how I do the chocolate in my house. Like I guard that chocolate. I know where it is <laughs> and how much is available at any given moment, right? Like I'm going to look out for that. They trust that hunch. So if you've got an inkling, a little bit of a spidey sense tingling in your fingers or your spine, or just this gentle voice in you says, I know my life is about something meaningful, or it could be about something meaningful. They trust that voice and they guard it. The second pillar that women who have healthy boundaries know is that they treat boundaries like a bridge, not a wall. I'm going to say that again because this one was huge for me. Boundaries are far more like a bridge than they are like a wall. And this is why I had a really hard time implementing them in the beginning because I'm an open-hearted person. And the last thing I wanted was this feeling of putting up big, scary walls between me and other people. And what occurred to me one day is that by the time I needed to put up a boundary with somebody, it's because there already was a wall. There was already a breakdown in communication or expectation. And so when I was communicating a boundary, it was really extending a bridge above that wall, inviting both of us, both parties, to get back on the same page. So by the time we need a boundary, there's already a wall there. We might be in the same Locale with the party that we need a boundary with or the, the experience we need a boundary around. And yet we're in two different worlds. We have different expectations or different ways we think um behaving can be okay. Right? And a boundary is the bridge. It is the way we open our heart and extend an opportunity for us both to have the same understanding. So a well-placed boundary really gives two parties, the best chance to get on the same page. The third pillar underneath women who have really healthy boundaries is they know that useful things get used up. In other words, women with healthy boundaries, they respect themselves more than like, I don't know, like a tube of toothpaste. They refuse to be squeezed out to the point of sacrificing their well-being, period. They know that if they are only appreciated for the things they do that are useful, they are going to get used up. So if you aren't disappointing someone, trust me, you're exhausting yourself, right? If you're not disappointing somebody on a regular basis, doesn't have to be in a huge way, but if you're not saying no or no, thank you, or I can't do that, or that's not for me, or please don't talk to me like that, right? If we're not disappointing someone, we are likely exhausting ourselves, So you want more free time, some space to think. You know everything would be so much easier if you just had a little more wiggle room in your days. By golly, I hear ya. So let's talk about my favorite B word for a second. Boundaries. 14 years of coaching has shown me that there is a direct correlation for women between how much time and energy you have to get to the things you really care about and the types of boundaries you're setting. But nobody has taught us to set boundaries in a way that feels good. And that's why this episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. This is my forthcoming at-home study course that's going to give you both the tools and the community support to make having boundaries both doable and downright enjoyable. I'll make sure to let you know when it's available. So get on the list by heading over to carlyfane.com and get totally free access to the mini Boundaries Like a Boss course. There is nothing for sale in this 45-minute program that outlines the three essential mindsets that women with boundaries know. And it comes with a step-by-step guidebook that will allow you to have the script to upgrade your boundaries on the spot, even when people push back on them. You know that hunch you've had for a long time that you're meant to do something meaningful in the world? It's right. Let's make sure that you get to do just that. Now here's something else that women who thrive know. They understand that rest is not something that should happen after your work is done. It needs to happen in order for your best work to get done. Now, here's what I mean when I say that. In a society that runs on Duncan, right, where hustle is glorified, that values working over resting, it's really up to us to pause and consider alternate ways of being that are more sustainable, meaning carving out the essential time to refill our cups and not feeling guilty about it. Because having to earn the right to rest, those are beliefs that are rooted in outdated systems like white supremacy, colonialism, and patriarchy. They have not been true for anyone ever. Rest is not a privilege or a reward. It's not a treat or something that we splurge on. It is a basic foundational pillar that we build our best work and relationships upon something we talk about a lot in my practice is that we as women do not have very much space to digest what is happening in real time. We are going from one thing to the next to the next to the next. There's a lot on our plate. But if we have these moments built in to digest, we think better. We make better decisions. And you can decide at what level that's true for you. But odds are The more space you have to process an idea, the better your steps forward are going to be, right? None of us make great decisions when we're having to wing it or we're stressed out. So what we want to do is begin to activate our parasympathetic nervous system a little bit more. And that happens when we get to slow down. So this is really important because we can no longer give ourselves the myth that we're going to earn the right or the privilege to rest later. In other words, what I'm saying is that rest in our new economy is no longer some nice thing that if we work super hard for, maybe we can do later. It doesn't work like that anymore. In order to stand out as a leader in your own life and come up with the best thoughts, the best solutions, produce the best work or the best results, we actually have to start with the rest. We need to give ourselves permission to do good thinking because good thinking changes everything. When I say permission to rest, I am not granting you permission, though of course I'm extending it as an offering. I am hoping you will give yourself permission to rest because at the end of the day, nobody else is going to consistently offer us space to breathe. This is a type of permission we grant ourselves. And when I say permission to rest, I mean, permission to rest even if you didn't finish that project you're working on yet. Permission to rest even if everyone is working hard around you. Permission to rest even if you did get good sleep last night. And permission to rest if your friends are going out or if there's still emails in your inbox or if you haven't completed all those to dos on your list yet. And permission to rest even if you're scared of being lazy. And then this one. This is the one that hits home a lot in my practice. Giving ourselves permission to rest even if you feel like you don't deserve it. When we're rested and able to get clear, We are able to tap into more of what we care about. We are more aware of what we value. And when we are standing in the truth of what we value, the world begins to reorganize itself around us. In other words, we're not having to be out there doing all the things in the world. The world actually begins to restructure itself around you. Now, the clips you're about to hear aired about 10 years ago, back in March, and I say that very tongue-in-cheek only because for many of us, just a couple seasons ago, certainly feels like a number of lifetimes have happened in terms of what we've all experienced. And as we're starting in some ways to adapt to the level of uncertainty that we might be feeling in the world, it feels particularly important under our current circumstances to revisit this episode. As you listen in, I hope you'll keep an eye out for two specific things. Number one, use this as a moment of reflection to take stock of where you've been and how much you've grown in the past few months. What do you know now that perhaps you didn't know even just back in March? And number two, what areas of your day could benefit right now still from the steadiness that the rituals and rules that I'm about to explain could provide? I want to give you some groundwork. During a time that feels unsettling the antidote to overwhelm and fear it's not trying to fix everything and it's also not having all the answers part of what feels so vulnerable for many of us right now is that we don't know exactly what to handle a situation that we've never had to handle before right and so while on most days we get this wonderful illusion that we know what's going to happen next we are more acutely aware right now that we don't have the luxury of that illusion we don't actually know what's going to happen next and so it's easy when fear rises for that energy to get channeled into trying to do all the things when we feel off balance it is not because everything is wrong or because we can't handle what's happening, right? So if you're feeling unsettled, it's not because there's something wrong with you. When we feel off balance, it's because we need either one or both of the following R's. We are craving either ritual or Rules. Now, I'm going to use the word ritual because that resonates to me. It feels sacred. It feels rich and yummy and delicious. If you are more comfortable with the word routine instead of ritual, swap it out in your own head, right? So here's the thing. Times are different right now. And that means because you are not a robot, (laughs) because things are different and thus you feel differently, the rituals and the rules you will get the most service from right now might be different than they would be on your average day to day. So women who navigate tough times, well, they know that R&R, your ritual and rules needs to be flexible. However, it's non-negotiable. They must happen. So if we aren't getting a sense of ritual or getting to set the rules about the way things work for us, it is Very normal that soon we're going to feel off kilter, which again is not a sign that something's wrong with you. It's a call to come back to yourself and do your R&R. As we talk about the R&R, that rest and refueling that I mentioned in that last clip, this time of the change of seasons is a particularly great moment to do just that. So for everybody in the Northern Hemisphere that's listening in, who's transitioning into the winter months, And it's time to wind down and hibernate and reflect. Or for all of our growing audience happening over in Australia or folks in the Southern Hemisphere, where it's a change now into the warmth of summer, this is a great opportunity to get really clear about what our plans might look like moving forward and how you're going to incorporate your own well-being into the plans that you're making. This is such a unique moment for us to be together and in conversation within our world. This is a time that calls for ultra nourishing self-care because the level of self-care we were doing before all this COVID is probably not gonna be enough. So know that the guided visualization to stay steady during uncertain moments that was mentioned on episode 20 is still available for you to have access to for free anytime you want. So I'll make sure that it's right here listed in the show notes or just head on over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast and you can download that guided visualization and have it in your back pocket for any moment when you're ready to connect back to a more steady place. Also, links to all of the episodes we've just played clips for are in the show notes. So if there's one particular episode or soundbite that's speaking to you, know that you can get the whole experience on tap right now. And with that, I'm going to leave you with one final soundbite that sums up so much of what we talk about here on Messy and Magnificent. The fastest way to stand out in your career and your personal life is to be the most nourished woman in the room. That's how you light up every space you're in. That's how you begin to become a magnet, drawing the people and the opportunities to you so you don't need to spend all day chasing your dreams. What I appreciate about each of these episodes is that it's always just the start of the conversation, right? So if you've given a review on iTunes, thank you so much. That really helps the show be reached by more women. And if you haven't done that yet and you want to support this kind of work in the world, I hope you'll consider going over to iTunes and leaving a review. And remember, keep tagging me on your posts, your screenshots of the episodes when you put them on Instagram or LinkedIn. I love being in conversation with you there and I would love to give you a shout out on the next episode. I know that there are many things right now that feel uncertain. And it is so easy to have our energy and our focus pulled in a million directions. And so the fact that you return back to these episodes as of a way of tapping back into your own internal knowledge is such an act of courage and agency in our world. Each episode is an opportunity for you to reclaim your sanity your focus, and your own values. And that makes you the kind of woman I want to be around on a regular basis. So remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what you value, including yourself. And I'll see you next week as we bring back some of the richest clips from our most powerful guests from the last year. It is pure wisdom on tap. And who couldn't use a little bit more of that right now? Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes and i've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else